0: Imagine if you oh, were no. like told how many more relationships you were gonna be in until you found the one. So say it was like you got your number and it was like you're gonna be in four more relationships and then Oh my god. Number say number four is the one. Yeah. But imagine knowing that and then going through like the next three and being like, not like when you're gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like would knowing kind of, I don't know. You could just like it would just be practice at that point. You'd be like, I know this is not gonna be it, so. Oh, that'd be really tough, actually. Because you'd be like, I can't get too attached to you, because, you know? But all of us have that number. Like, you don't know, the next person might not be the one. It could be like, do you believe in the concept of the one? No. Hi and welcome to Singles Therapy, the podcast where we talk about modern dating and of course being single. I'm your host, Mikhail Angamir, poet and author of the poetry collection, When He Leaves You. To no one's surprise, writing a book called When He Leaves You has led me to a lot of great conversations about being single over the past year, and this podcast is my effort to document them. In today's episode, I sit down with Tricia Abe, she's a local muralist and entrepreneur. She's really killing it in the Kitchener-Waterloo community and she also happens to be single. In this episode, we talk a little bit about Trisha's dating history, which strangely includes trips to Alaska. We talk about using dating apps and using first dates to become sort of a dating expert. Um, We go a little bit over the concept of the one and whether or not each of us believes in that. Spoiler alert, if you listen to the beginning of this episode, you'll know what Trisha thinks. We talk a little bit about Trisha's ideal dating situation right now and her kind of current tactics to meet people, which I found quite funny. And I also do a little bit of pondering over my own situation um, and get a little deep talking about how my poetry collection has um, unsurprisingly affected my dating life. And then lastly, we kind of wrap it up just talking about Really learning to love yourself before you're trying to dive into a relationship, and Trisha gives some really awesome advice on that. So that's really the summation of this episode. We might as well just get right into it. Cheers! Cheers! Yeah. <laughs> I'm Trish. I, uh, <laughs> do I say like my Asian stuff? I don't know. Like, what do you want people to know? You can be very mysterious. Okay. <laughs> you can um, be very descriptive. I am uh, someone that lives in KW. Um, I met Michaela through Instagram, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I graduated from school last year and now I'm just being a cool, adult person, and um, working as an artist full-time, which is a lot of fun. I'm excited to talk less about art and more about my love life, because it's it's something (laughs) I'm very passionate about, especially when it doesn't exist sometimes. (laughs) I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like everyone that listens to this is going to feel that, Mm -hmm. because that's what will attract you to (laughs) this podcast. Okay, so we're gonna just get right into it. Would you would you consider yourself single? Very much so. Okay. Yes. Very much so. Okay. <laughs> I've always been the kind of person that um has, has, I'm usually in a relationship. Ooh. Um they'll be like I think the longest has been like, I don't know, um, I think a six month gap or something like that. Okay. And then but I've always been in like pretty committed, like minimum two year relationships. Oh, and you're not that old. No, I'm not. No, <laughs> but like I mean, I started pretty late too. I I didn't really date in high school too much. Um, but in Me either. Yeah, in university it was like I I got into like residence, and like a month later I was in a relationship. Oh. After you know high school, where I didn't really um, know how to balance like a relationship with school, so it was like not a good idea to get a boyfriend in first year. Great suffered because oh. of it well it was just a distraction you know right. I was like wow a boyfriend it seemed like somewhat serious and uh yeah I've I want to say I've had like two and a half like serious relationships All right. yeah and they were pretty long and like um all of them were very like dramatic to like exit out of too um even if they weren't like actual relationships even if I was like just seeing someone it always had this weird dramatic ending um and I got yeah. this like reputation where <laughs> people like every guy I broke up with or we broke up they would like flee the country after our breakup <laughs> which makes getting over someone so easy when they're not wow. in the country nice but like yeah mm. isn't that funny that is funny so then there was a joke. But I didn't think it made it easier. <laughs> no? <laughs> but it's kind of like the out of sight, out of sight, out of mind thing, yeah. right? Like, I never, like, lived in a city with an ex before. Hmm. And, like, have to see them around. True. And, you know, my mutual friends and all that stuff. It's always been, like, a clean break. And then they leave. That's interesting. hmm I find that I like when people stick around because then I can, like, see who they actually are and then realize that we shouldn't have been together hmm. whereas when they flee like the ideals can still hang around right right and you don't know what they're doing and you just imagine that they're yeah. like off living their best yeah. life and it's harder to yeah i could see that but out of sight out of mind it does make sense yeah i feel like if your mind is very <laughs> anxious <laughs> that it's still, yeah it's still in mind yeah that's true all right, so most of the time people flew the country because of you. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it became a joke where it's like, do you want to go on, like, a trip? and <laughs> Date Trish for a bit. <laughs> and then you'll, like, want to leave the country. Oh, yeah, it's a fun joke. Yeah, fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, you said something? That, oh, wait, why? So this is something I find super interesting. Mm-hmm. As Petrus walks over me talking. hmm That's better. All right, good girl. <laughs> good <girl> culture, <church. laughs> <No, good girl laughs> um, is how like millennials define relationships, and like I like I would say I've only ever been in one serious relationship, and everything else was like I don't fucking know what that was. Yeah, um, what makes you feel like it was half a relationship, or like I think it was like the length of time. Hmm. Yeah, if it was like a few months, even if, um. I don't know though. Like this was that half was like when I was pretty young too. So oh. yeah. But most of my relationships have been like we are dating. Like it's been very, you yeah. know, like now I'm finding being single again it's there's a lot of like um what's the word? ambiguity kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I'm like, "What what are we doing?" Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, and I'm experiencing that now after like like, not being single for so long. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know, like, two years ago, at this point with this guy, I would have been in a relationship already. Right. You know? Yeah. But it's just like, it's very different to hang on to the... I call it situationships. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) I've brought that up on dates before. (laughs) I should not bring that up on dates. (laughs) So wait, what... So how do you define Like, what's the definition of that? A situationship. It's like, it's like very much millennial dating, right? Like, you're, like, seeing each other, you don't really know whether or not like it's just you guys seeing each other, there's yeah. other stuff going on. You're still probably on all the apps. You're right. probably still <laughs> doing your swiping. Probably still like don't feel like you're in a relationship. Yeah. Still regularly seeing this person and you're like, I don't know. Yeah. Are you on the dating apps? I was off them for like a hmm. I don't even know when I deleted them. I wanna say for like six months I deleted Bumble and Tinder because I was like, it's depressing. Mm-hmm. Ever <laughs> I try not to be too negative on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But truly, I'm like, everyone's disgusting. But, like, to the point where I'm like, I don't walk around and see people that, like, present themselves like this. Right. So where are these people coming from? Like, why are are they on my Tinder and Bumble? Like, (laughs) either, like, they haven't had a good photo taken of them or, like, don't know how to do a profile or they're just, like, I don't know, like, just, like, depressing or it's, like, Mm -hmm. I don't even want to... I don't know what city that's being reflected on my phone, because when I walk around, like, it seems like there's, like, I don't know, well-put-together, like, happy people, yeah. and then you get to, to like, swipe me on Tinder, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck are these people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I recently downloaded at a Hinge, mm. like, two weeks ago, and I been on Hinge. Are you on dating? No, none. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was a big advocate for them, too, which is funny. Um... Like, in my little periods of being single, Mm -hmm. I'll, like, very much be like, oh, I'm gonna... I would get really excited about dating apps, whereas a lot of other people are like, oh, like, you know, it's a chore. Like, (laughs) when you've been on for four years. Yeah. But I, um, it's funny. So, I want to say a few years ago, when I was, like, last single, I, um, first downloaded Tinder, and then, um... I went on three dates Mm -hmm. and the first one I got stood up, which was the worst first impression of the year. Oh, ew. I know. It was so sad. I waited um, in a Starbucks for like an hour for this person. Isn't that horrible? I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) cry. Wait, that was, how long was that? Uh, This would have been when I was in university. So I want to say like three years ago. It was in my... That was supposed to be the good days. 2016? I can't remember. I'm bad with timelines. Too. Yeah, or like, <laughs> like past. Wait, maybe past it time. wasn't. I feel like 2014 was like peak Tinder Bumble. Like, oh yeah,
1: I, I just wanted so known. many
0: dates. Like, none of them were good, but I wanted so many. Yeah, days. no, but I like um, got out of that relationship with uh, the person I. They got into the relationship really quickly when I first got into university. Gotcha. That boyfriend, I got out of that, and I was living in a house with six guys at the time. Oh. Yeah, I lived with a lot of roommates. Okay. So that was one situation. It was my third year, so it was not my third year. And, um, they were like, you literally have nothing to lose. Like, just get on these apps. Mm. And they were the ones who convinced me. I was really close with them. Yeah. Um, and I actually had, like, high expectations for the apps, which is, like, mistake number one. I was like, maybe I can... Like it'll connect me to like so many people that I wouldn't have I wouldn't normally cross paths with, which is true in a sense, but <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> yes, and the first three dates were like pretty bad. One, yeah. the first one didn't even happen. I was like stood so up, right? That's so weird. So then I like changed my I had to change my expectations because I was like I I gotta there's got to be something I can get out of this app and like mm-hmm. you know, um. So I did like like, a ton of first dates only, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to, like, practice first dates. Oh, yeah. So I was strictly using Tinder. Like, if anyone asked me for a second date, I was like, nope, sorry. I Oh, wait, funny. Yeah. (laughs) It's weird, (laughs) and it, like, it sounds kind of cruel sometimes, but, like, I I didn't feel like I owed anyone anything on Tinder, you know? (laughs) Because it's, like, you don't owe anyone anything. They don't owe you anything, you know? So it's, like, you just have all these people at your disposal on this app so yeah I was using it as kind of like honestly like socializing skills communication skills um just getting really good at like first impressions and like Mm. um making people feel like comfortable around me in a Mm. short period of time um and it was just like good interview skills too you know like first dates are like interviews right so I was like so many dates it was like a dating first date marathon this is funny because i did the exact same thing but i would never describe it like you're describing really but realistically it's what happened because i was like the mindset of like i'm looking for the one oh okay 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 (laughs) but like i'd only go on first dates like i i wasn't like saying that i would turn down second dates but i turned down all second dates. yeah (laughs) definitely like got to the point where i was like ooh, like i feel like i can go in on a date and like be like Got it down path, right? Like, I'm good at this. You became like a master of it. Of first dates, yeah, yes, yeah. and then yeah, second dates were like <laughs> second. She's recording Beatrice's antics. What are you doing? <laughs> she's like, mm, I'm single too. Can I please? She was sitting like a human, so <laughs> whole, whole, whole so weird. she's such a freak. Hello, it's me. Just coming on here um, to number one, say thank you to everyone that listened to the first episode. Your feedback has been so nice. Um, And number two, just ask that if you're enjoying this episode so far, please screenshot your podcasting app and share it in your Instagram story or also go on Apple Podcasts and give us a rating to let us know what you think. Um, Really means a lot that everyone is being so supportive and that people are actually listening. Um, I just can't Thank you enough. I'm really happy about it. Okay. Now back to the episode. <laughs> the ASMR of the bottle. <laughs> All right, I have another bottle. I'll finish this one. All right, what were we talking about before? Dating, first dates, using Tinder is first date practice. It was interesting. So I think I was doing an average of like three dates a week and I was in school. <laughs> this is how much I was interested in my program. Whoa. Yeah. Wait, how many first dates would you say you've been on? Um, from like Tinder? I don't know. Just ever. I want to say I've done like 50 at this point. Whoa. Yeah. It's been a lot over like, the like since I got it in twenty. Wait, I went a lot of first dates. Maybe I have to run more. Wait, tell me how it (laughs) happened. So, um, I mean, there have been, like, that's in total. It wasn't, like, 50 in a row. That would be insane. (laughs) Um, But that was, like, interrupted by a relationship. Mm. So I was doing this, like, um, this first date marathon thing. And then I think my ex was date number, like, 14 or something like that. And I had gone on a few after him, too. Mm -hmm. But then, um... Yeah, I just ended up dating my ex. So it ended up in a relationship, which is not what I was expecting, and that wasn't the goal, but that's always what happens, right? When you're not expecting it. Number 14. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like shooting darts eventually. Yeah. And I was also, at that point, so confident with first dates Mm -hmm. that, like, that was kind of also the plan. Like, even if... It, it, I didn't like the person or it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. It was just like, I'm getting better at this. And then when I actually meet someone I like, I'm going to like, like totally like, <laughs> you know, sweep them off their feet with mm-hmm. my first date skills. Mm. Right? So yeah, it was a funny situation it, with um, date number 14. It was like, it was a Skype date also. It was weird. Wait. Weird, but like in a, <laughs> okay. So let me explain. Is this, this even more than once? Skype dates now. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I just... It, it was interesting. So I uh, had matched with him while we were both in KW. He's from KW. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to Miss... This was over the holidays. Mm-hmm. I went back to Mississauga. Um, and we were kind of, like, talking uh, for, the like, maybe two days or something like that. And then one night, I was just kind of, like, bored. And I was like, it'd be fun to, like, just talk to someone right now. And I was going through, like... My messages being, like, who seemed interesting? Like, I didn't want to just talk to someone where the conversation was boring. It had to be someone who was, like, like good at keeping up the conversation and was, like, wrote well, too. Like, that was one of my criteria. So my ex was someone who, like, told a full story through. And he was, I think we were talking at the time. And I was, like, would you want to, like, just tell me the story over Skype? (laughs) I know it sounds so weird. And he told me, like, after the the fact, he was like, I was weirded out when you asked me about Skype. (laughs) He he apparently, like, went and Googled, like, Tinder Skype scams or something like that. He thought I was, like, some sort of... Like, it wasn't real. So... Um, okay enter your credit card here yeah basically (laughs) he like was like why is this person asking me skype right now but we skyped because i was just like literally bored and i was so confident i was like he's just another dude we are like having a conversation it's like it'd be more fun to just like talk to him and and see him and hear his voice and stuff Mm -hmm. and that skype call was it was five hours we skyped for five hours yes it was insane we just like instantly hit it off huh right it's a Skype. good story. That's that's a shame. We're not together anymore, but it's always a good story to tell. Would you FaceTime now? Like, what's the new Skype? Would you call? Like, what, would you do that again? Uh, I don't know. That was a really unique was situation. Was it like when Skype was popping, or was it just weird that you were using Skype? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I chose Skype, <laughs> to be quite honest. <laughs> I think he... I No, I didn't know if he had an iPhone, so I wasn't sure if okay. FaceTime would work, but... But yeah, that was also um, an interesting situation because he was just back in KW for the holidays and he was living in Alaska doing his, yes, this, my, okay, so my, Wait, my, this is, my, we, we can just sit here and you can just tell me about this This it's so weird. No, my, this is, my dating life is just, it's like, has tons of terms like this. Uh, so it's just like, oh yeah, and then I did someone in Alaska. Um, but yeah, he, he. Had it in his bio that he was just back for the holidays and he was mm-hmm. going back to Alaska after. <laughs> <'Cause he> was, <laughs> again, fleeing the country. I could like this is literally. Wait, have you seen that show Men Men and Trees? No. no. It's about a girl that goes to Alaska and then she dates like a lumberjack. That was me. Oh. Wait, did you go to Alaska? Yes. Stop. <laughs> I did. This is. <laughs> you literally, literally made Men and Trees after you. <laughs> Kind of, yeah, yeah, so I, um, we Skyped, that Skype call was five hours, and then we realized we liked each other, and we Skyped a few more times, and then I went on a cruise with my family over the Christmas break, so I didn't get to see him too Mm -hmm. much, and then I got back, and he had two days left in KW, and then he had to get on a plane, he was doing his, like, he was doing school in Alaska. I love how you say KW. Why? I think you, like, really enunciate it. KW. (laughs) Do I? Like, I just say KW. I can't say it anymore <laughs> we say you it. can listen to this back oh, on god. Like, oh god oh god k-w K- it's like toronto <laughs> maybe maybe i'm not a real local yet because That's i'm not funny. saying it no i like it it's nice <laughs> i want to enunciate better i feel like i'm gonna listen back to this podcast and be like "Hmm, i'm just slurring my words and i need to get better podcasts at are topic. really good for that mm-hmm. the first one i listened back to i was like wow I'm saying, like, every other word, and it drove me insane, and and now I'm very conscious of it. Mm. Yeah. I still say, like, every other word. Mm -hmm. It still slips in, especially if I'm, like, drinking, too. Right. (laughs) I don't know. I have a lot of things to say about criticisms of stereotypical, like, ways that women speak, Mm. and, like, the issues that there are with saying, like, a lot. Yeah. I think it's just people trying to make women not talk. Mm. But that's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's for my feminist podcast. Okay, so... I don't even know what to ask you. Alaska boy, you went to Alaska. So, um... When I got back from the cruise, we hung out for... We went on an actual first date. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a Skype date. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hung out for like the two full days that he had left mm-hmm. and he literally left my house and had to go to like airport. Um, and then two weeks later we like split a ticket for me to go up there to visit him. Isn't that wild? It was like technically a third Tinder date that I did in Alaska. I don't know how to respond to any of this. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. I don't know about soulmates. We hadn't talked about like relationship or anything because it would obviously be long distance. Mm. Um but were you just like I'm young, this is me living my life. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Doing all the first dates and stuff, I was just like, anything could I mm-hmm. could I could be faced with anything. It'd be like, okay, let's just whatever. Hmm. You know? So I was I did I didn't have any plan. He obviously didn't either, but we all we knew was we liked talking to each other. We kept in touch for like two weeks after he had gone back to Alaska. Mm-hmm. And then we were Skyping one day and he was like, Um, you should come up here for reading week. And I was like, Oh my gosh, no. And then we like started looking at plane tickets and stuff and like prices. Wow. And we split it. And uh I flew up there and saw him and it was amazing. Huh. Yeah. It could so much could have gone wrong. And I had to like straight up lie to my mother about where I was like why I was going to Alaska. Because <laughs> she was always <laughs> I'm really close to my mom. So, I was like I like sat her down and I was like, "Hey, I think I'm going to go on a trip for Reading Week." Um and she's like, "You never go on trips." And isn't Reading Week for reading? And I was like, "Mother." <laughs> okay, first of all. Um and then uh she's like, "Where are you going?" And I was like, "Alaska." And she was like, "What? Why?" And I was like, "I have a friend there." And she's like, "I know all your friends. You you don't have a friend in Alaska." So I had to make up a story about how I was, I told her I was going to see a guy, but I didn't tell her that it was a Tinder guy, and this was a third date, and I didn't know this guy too well, (laughs) because any mother would be like, no. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. And I, I told my friends about this, too, and... Like, I had already booked the ticket at this point. Like, I wasn't, my mind wasn't being changed. So I was just letting my friends know. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I'm going to Alaska to see a guy for a third date. And I have, like, a good feeling about him. And they were like, this is how people get murdered. You know that, right? <laughs> In Alaska. There's a lot of space there. Yes. A lot of ice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, it was, um, I went up there and I spent a week with him. And it was, it was unreal. And then I ended up going up there two more times. And um yeah, we started long distancing and we long distanced for a year and a half. Whoa. I mean yeah. And I was someone who never thought I was capable of long distance. Wait, while well, he was in Alaska. Yes. Yes. So in total I went there. Three I didn't times. know what I was getting into. <laughs> <laughs> I thought just, I need to drink more. <laughs> like, like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> wait, and so he came to KW I mean, like, like. Yeah, he would know. come for like he came for a whole summer because his family is oh, okay. here, right? He would come for Christmas. So we it we made it through long distance because we like had um, we were seeing each other every few months, uh-huh. um, and we had an end date, which was when he was going to finish his masters. Uh-huh. I think that's the key for long distance. Yes, end date and frequent visits. Yes, I did long distance. Right. Me. Yeah. If it's, I feel like this the worst thing is if you it's like indefinite. Yes. You know, you don't know when things you're going to be yeah. together. I feel like I realized uh, I don't know. A good chunk of the way through my long-distance relationship that I was, like, unconsolably sad if I didn't know when we were going to see each other again. Yeah. So it was, like, every time we left each other, like, we have to, like, literally plan when we were going to see right. each other again. Right. Otherwise, like, I just couldn't do it. Um, how long did you, long distance for It was like eight months. Okay. And did you, like, make it through the long distance? or did you... Yeah, okay. eight months in the same city. Okay. But that was really interesting, too, because... I think even I don't know if you can relate to this having the like precedent of the relationship set as like we have so much space we have like so much free time like yeah. this is how we function yeah like when he moved to the city it was like oh it's, it's kind <laughs> of like getting into a new relationship yeah with um, Alaska boy mm. uh, we long distance for a year and a half and then when he came back we moved in together so oh, it was fuck. very opposite you know we had yeah. all the space we were skyping every day yeah but we were suddenly living together, and we lived together for a whole summer, and that was where, like, all the problems started yeah. happening, because I think, looking back on it, we shouldn't have done that. We should yeah. have, like, eased into it, I think. Yeah, it's funny. M- my ex, like, lived very, very close to me, so we were together, like, virtually yeah. all the time. Yeah. And I think it just, like, sh- shone a light on a lot of things that, like, I wasn't able to closely examine just because it was long distance. Yeah, oh, totally. I yeah. was just talking about some, some like to someone about this, where um, I was, like, learning new things about him mm-hmm. that never came up, because mm-hmm. we would just, like, Skype and, like, talk mm-hmm. about our day. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was learning, like, a lot of things, like, that I wasn't okay with in terms right. of, like, his personality and whatnot. But it it's, it kind of hurts to think that you made it through long distance, and then it didn't work out when you guys were in the same city. And how much, like, you know, when you were doing long distance, like you would have killed to be in the same city with that person, yeah. right? And then, oh, it's so sad. I think too. It's kind of like that's honestly like my only like legitimate relationship was mm-hmm. my like start off long distance, and then it's and so it started that. it started off as long distance. Yeah, that's also I think easier. I think it's really difficult when a couple's like oh, together yeah, and even then even they go happen. long distance. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's usually when like cheating or right stuff like that happens because so you're yeah. just trying to. Make it work, but you're used to having a person physically there. So yeah. You're like, I need a physical someone. Yeah. Long distance. Would you ever do it again? Um, it's hard to say. I honestly, before that relationship, I was like, long distance is stupid. It's just yeah. like, who's gonna cheat first, kind of thing. <sighs> oh. I know. Oh. I know. As bad as that sounds. <laughs> But then, like, I met this person and it completely, it was a no-brainer. Yeah. So I think it's really person-dependent. I would, I try to avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> because why put yourself through that? Um. Even if it's, like, even if I meet someone now and they're in, like, Toronto, I'm like, right. no. Yeah. I need to be with, like, I've dealt with long distance, even if that's closer. Yeah. I, like, I don't want to deal with that right now. I feel like I wouldn't opt into doing it again like obviously there's always like a situation a circumstance where things happen but Mm -hmm. i think it really like that really pressed on like my crutch in relationships which is creating a version of a person Mm -hmm. and like being in love with that version oh man and like that's so much easier to do when they're not there Mm -hmm. you can really hold on to that when they're not there and you can like fill in all the gaps with everything that you want so i feel like for me yikes (laughs) because i'm delusional (laughs) Man, that I feel like kind of attacked, but like it's because I totally do that. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You put it into like the perfect words. It's not. It's mm-hmm. not perfect. That's like really my. As I go into, I guess like perhaps trying to date again. After a while of not doing much active dating, mm-hmm. one of my big things is like, stop creating people. Yeah. <laughs> stop giving people pedestals and yeah, accolades mean. and all of these things. Mm-hmm. Stop thinking you're in love with someone when you meet them. More. Like, I mean, like, oh, like, I'm like that too. Just, I hype people up so much. Yeah. yeah. And it sucks to get to this point. Cause I'm like, that's like, for me, what's been fun about dating in the past. And like, that's what I love about love is like yeah. being all consumed and like, yeah. being yeah. obsessed with someone. Like, that's what I love. Yeah. That's like, that's why i am where i am right i've always been like that too where it's like if i don't have like an instant connection with them it's not a thing like it's i can't just you know so now i'm like kind of taking this approach to dating where all my last relationships have been like instant spark like and it gets real heated so quick Mm -hmm. and we get into a relationship really quick Mm -hmm. and now i'm like maybe i should just be like best friends with the dude for a year and then start dating him you know, I yeah. feel like that, like, just try, like, the, the very heated, instant, sparks, connection kind of thing didn't work the last two times. Yeah. So, I'm, like, trying to think of a different approach. Being single, especially, like, in 2019, has, like, I don't know, like, everyone sees it differently, like, dating, being single is, like, I don't know, there's just, like, a huge array of, like, the possibilities. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you feel, like, is your ideal current dating situation and are you do you feel like you're in it i'm very i think i'm still like tired from my last relationship and that was like 10 months ago but it was also yeah. like a six month breakup so i'm still pretty exhausted from that yeah <laughs> sorry for <I can't laughs> those <are> of you <laughs> that cannot see my face <laughs> my jaw just dropped I keep for like things. five seconds yeah the last boy it <laughs> took six months to break up with. Um, because he was in Alaska. No, no, it was like it was kind of like no. P- he's here. Yeah. Oh. Well, not now. He like left oh, the he's, country. He's lived, yeah. He's yeah. Fled. Fled. <laughs> he fled. Um. But yeah, it was it was about ten months ago when it officially. I was just like, no more of this. It was like very much makeup breakup. Um, yeah, yeah. um. And I think I'm still quite exhausted from that. Yeah, I think right now I'm like way too career focused and business focused and this is something like very new to my life because I you know I was doing like a science degree and now I'm like doing art and I'm super excited about it so like like, and I just think being single I'm a lot more productive I'm a lot more creative yes um and I also just don't want to like bring home someone to my family for another (laughs) Find <laughs> me either, either. Right, I, like my family, my parents get oh. really attached to my boyfriends, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and then I, I'm the one that has to be like, we broke up, and then right, you know, and I, I don't want to bring someone home now until I know it's like mm-hmm. pretty, pretty serious. I feel that too. I just, I feel like I've been like on this journey of realization, mm-hmm. especially the last like six months, and. So I was in Toronto this weekend for a bachelorette party, mm-hmm. and one of the girls had recently gotten into a relationship off a dating app. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, Cynthia, who's on the last episode of this podcast, mm-hmm. um, and I like always have been like looking for like the golden ticket of like who has actually gotten a relationship from a dating app like recently. Mm-hmm. Like there must be someone, and we like were like none of our friends, like no one we, don't we really know. Everyone was like a good year and a half, two years ago. that any dating app relationship started mm, Interesting. so I like came in Toronto and talking to this girl who just got into a, a relationship off a dating app and then I was like just I don't know just talking to her about blah 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 She was like yeah I think he's like probably the one like we're probably gonna get married mm. they've been dating for like probably not even six months okay and I was like damn yeah wait a sec <laughs> I was like I don't want that yeah. <laughs> why do I think that I want this yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to find it and be done. Right. Right now. Right. I'm so young. Yeah. But I don't know how to take that and then have fun with it, you know? Also, when you get into a relationship, it's hard to be, like, if you know that you, like, still want to experience being single a little longer. Like, how do you be in a relationship if it's not, like, the Uh. last one? It's, like, it's. It feels like a temporary kind of thing, and then right. are you really into How it? How do you be in a relationship that's not the last one? That's the title of this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so good, huh? No, I feel I think that's like where I'm like dancing in right now. Yeah, yeah. Where people are like, "McKell, what are you looking for?" And I'm like, "My soulmate." But they going, "No, you're not. Mm. Like, you're right." Maybe it's just like the stepping stone relationships. I think I have to get better at being okay with the stepping stones and like. Mm. accepting people for who they are and what they are for my life and, like, letting that be a good, positive thing and not, like, I don't know, Mm. thinking that it devalues me because I'm, like, dating someone I'm not going to end up with. Yeah. I think I have to get better at casual dating. Like, imagine... So here's a scenario I think about sometimes. Imagine if you were, like, (laughs) told how many more relationships you were going to be in until you found the one. So say it was, like... You got your number, and it was like, you're going to be in four more relationships, and then... Oh, my God. <laughs> number... Say number four is the one. Yeah. But imagine knowing that, and then going through, like, the next three and being like knowing like, when you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, like, would knowing kind of... I don't know. You could just, like... It would just be practice at that point. You'd be like, I know this is not going to be it, so... Oh, that'd be really tough, actually. Because you'd be like, I can't get too attached to you, because... You know? But all of us have that number. Like, you don't know. The next person might not be the one. It could be, like, Do three. you believe in the concept of the one? No. Oh, okay. I don't. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the one that you end up with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't at all. I used to, but I completely abandoned that. Because I think um, people can connect with lots of people. Mm. And there are multiple ones. Yeah. I think I, I kind of believe in past lives. So Mm. I get confused, like, Mm. in what that means when you believe in past lives, because I feel like people I've met in this life were maybe the one in a past life, but it's not the one for this life. Interesting. Hmm. But isn't that also, like, my ex was really into this too, and he would talk about, like, if you have the one, you end up finding each other in every life, even if they're in a different form. Hmm. Or if they're a different person. You always like find your way back to that one. So my theory with oops hmm. I think it's probably just one person mm. that I thought was the one in this life, but because of like the times yeah. <laughs> like twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. the age of the internet, yeah. all the stuff we're going through, like that put us on very different paths. Mm. Like whereas if it was like mm, fucking seventeen hundreds, yeah, sure it would have been great. <laughs>
1: I like, <laughs> dating
0: in the 1700s. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, you like, this man looked at me over his horse or something like that. I don't know. What was happening? I don't 1700s. know anything about the 1700s. I know literally zero. I just feel like, this is like, <laughs> just not relevant to everyday life. <laughs> but I think, like, I just felt like there was this person that I, like, I had such a strong connection with, but I was like, no, like literally... Because of how we both exist in this world, mm-hmm. like, it would never, it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Or it's never going to, like, be it. Yeah. But, like, just because of that, like, instant, like, drawing towards each other, I mean, like, what the fuck, like, I've never felt this way about anyone, like, mm-hmm. spooky. Yeah. Must have been the same <laughs> <laughs> Must have happened back then. Okay, bringing it back to 2019. Wait, did, I, did you answer what your ideal dating situation is? Um, Okay, no, I didn't. Um, I don't know if I'm in it right now. Kind of, sort of. Mm-hmm. But it would be um, something casual but consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like consistency. I don't like a new person every day mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because um, I, I like companionship at the yeah. end of the day, mm-hmm. right? And getting to know someone really well. Even if you're not... Crazy in love with this person. You're making a friend almost. Yeah, it's a companion. Mm-hmm. So I like, um, yeah, casual con- consistency. That is nice. Mm-hmm. That's a good because it's also it gives me the space to do whatever I want um, in terms of like where I want to focus uh, career wise or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that space is like really means a lot to me right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like having a familiar face. I think I'm just still like so monog- like such a (laughs) a monogamous mindset and like i don't know i feel like i have to practice not falling in love with people Mm -hmm. i knew someone um i had a friend who was like polyamorous Mm -hmm. so like she had a boyfriend and um, she's still she's still with him um and but she like dates girls yeah And her ideal situation would be, um, she told me this, like, this would be, like, a year ago, I think she told me this, but it would be to have, like, a boyfriend and a girlfriend and for everyone to, like, live together. Oh. Which I was, like, so intrigued by because I was, like, a relationship Hmm. with one other person is already complicated enough. Imagine having a a try-whatever, Yeah, you know? Um, Wait, is it just her boyfriend and her girlfriend? Or are her boyfriend and girlfriend also boyfriend and girlfriend? Yeah, that's one of the questions. I was, like, so if... Do the girlfriend and boyfriend have to get along? I think if they're living together, they would all have to get along, obviously, Mm -hmm. and like each other. But if it was, like, at the time, she was very much like, no, like, I'm kind of, like, the center person, and then I have a boyfriend and a girlfriend, and, Mm -hmm. like, she keeps those kind of separately. Hmm. It's a lot of scheduling, also. Right. Um, But the, like, that's something I never could imagine myself being capable of. (laughs) She's like, polyamory? (laughs) What? We don't say that in this house. (laughs) I'm stressed. (laughs) I went on a date, two days with a polyamorous guy last summer. Oh, yeah. So, like, he was in a relationship. Yeah. I think the... I think I was at a place then where I could have been, like, dated someone in a polyamorous relationship. Yeah. He was basically seeking out someone because his partner of like i don't even know like seven years was like seeing a guy consistently Mm. so like it was like it was never like in a cheating scenario but like kind of suggested to him that like this start being a thing so he was kind of like oh okay well if my girlfriend has a boyfriend yeah then i need to find a girlfriend but he was like like i don't know i kind of feel like you need to be very like mm, i don't know conscious and like decisive about what you want and very like yeah almost like leading the way in a sense Mm -hmm. because for me entering into it i was like i don't really know what this looks like i don't know what the rules are like yeah i don't like we talked about all that but i was like i need a little bit more pull from you Mm -hmm. versus me being like i'm not gonna like make the first move when you have a girlfriend (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I could maybe date someone in a polyamorous relationship as long as they really, like, knew what they wanted and knew what they are looking for and knew how I fit into that. Yeah. Like, because I think there was just too much ambiguity. Like, what do you want? And I was like, well... Yeah. And if it's just... If they're just dating someone to, like, keep up with their... You know, yeah. That's not, like, the right decision. Definitely not. Um, something this girl said, though, because um, my first question was, like, how do you not get jealous about, like, when you're... Mm. Like, what if someone's got to be dating more than the other person? You right. know? Um, Usually, typically, it's, like, the girl dating other people and the guy kind of, like, sitting back and watching, sort of. Mm -hmm. Um, But she said, like, that the whole, like, foundation of polyamory is that you just want what's best for your partner. Mm. So even if they are dating and they find someone that is a better match for them, like, you should be happy for them because mm-hmm. like ultimately you just care about them finding the right person so it's a very like selfless kind of right and it's yeah it's a lot it Just requires being like the bigger person always yeah, <laughs> yeah i know which is like yeah that can be really tough yeah um yeah it definitely takes a certain kind of person for sure none of like i've always wondered about the communication like are, do you communicate everything or do you just like keep yeah. certain things to yourself to you know yeah
1: it was really interesting,
0: like, just talking to this guy about it, because I feel like they hadn't figured out everything. Or even, like, how to relate to me what was happening. And then I... I think this too, because I'm just, like, quite anxious and just always in my head. I was, like, we go on a date, and I'd be, like, what's she doing? What's she up to? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was, like... And, like, just, like, getting to know him, I was, like, yeah. well, I want to get to know things about your partner, because... Yeah. That's, like, literally a huge part of your life. Yeah, exactly. But, like, we're not talking about it. Yeah. But, but, but. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's unusual. And I thought for a while, I was like, well, if I don't want to, like, find the one and, like, be engaged and, like, whatever, like, maybe, like, being a third in a relationship is, like, where I belong. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if, like, I think the, I, the ideal of that situation is kind of, like, a myth. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just too much people, like, I don't know, people... Variables and emotions that yeah. like, make it too. i would love to see like the dynamic of a successful, right. polyamorous trio. You successful know? in like all three parts. Yeah. 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 Like Me living too. together. Also, do you, does everyone share a bed? Like I don't understand. If they're <laughs> together, Do you just get like a <laughs> California king? <XL. laughs> <game? laughs> <laughs> These are the questions <laughs> I have about like cohabiting with <laughs> in, a, in a trio. In like that's uh, pretty small. I could probably sleep with two people in the same size bed. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It also feels I don't know. I think I think generally I'm just way too anxious to ever be a part of a polyamorous relationship. Cause I'd always be like, When's it gonna end? Like when does one of us win? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like open relationships are becoming more common now. Oh yeah. Well, so open relationships versus polyamory is more like polyamory is more like you're in multiple relationships where an open relationship is like you're sleeping with other people, yeah. Right? Yeah, I feel like so many more, like, serious... being an and in an open <laughs> relationship. <laughs> yeah. um, they, like, so I've known so many, like, serious relationships turn into open mm-hmm. relationships. Which, I don't know. Is that, like, an answer to, like, having issues in your relationship? I'm not sure. I find that really interesting. <laughs> because I get, like, men... Like, sometimes just... I mean, generalizing. But, like, sometimes just want to think with their dicks and mm-hmm. stick their dicks in places. Like... <laughs> mm-hmm. That's sometimes a thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, often when you hear about cheating or things like that, like, it's, like, literally the dick decided what's gonna happen. <laughs> but, like, like <laughs> realistically, yeah, yeah. like, it's, like, oftentimes, like, the guy, like, he never meant to hurt the person that he was in a relationship with. Like, yeah. it wasn't a conscious thought. Like, it just... The fucking dick did what it did. Yeah. yeah. So totally got that I think for me like if someone was like I want to be in an open relationship I'd be like cool but I already like you and I never never like anyone so (laughs) I don't know maybe being in a relationship like you just get like a different feel for what's out there and like there's just a different pool of like people that are interested in being with someone in an open relationship yeah but for me I'm like I barely want to sleep with anyone, so if I find one person I want to sleep with regularly, like, the likelihood that there's going to be, like, more I want to add into that is, like, very, very, very low. Today's episode is brought to you by the Poetry Collection, When He Leaves You. Is it a little strange that I'm sponsoring my own podcast with my book? Maybe. But I still wanna tell you a little bit about it. So when You Leaves You is really about my journey through life, through childhood to adulthood to dating and kind of the reflections of how my childhood came up in my dating life later on in life. Um, And then really wrapping it up with breakups and ultimately one of the biggest losses that I've ever had in my life. Uh, It's a very emotional collection and kind of the most raw and honest thing I've ever put out there. If you're interested in reading it or just checking out some poems from it you can find me on instagram at michael poetry or you can find when he leaves you on amazon barnes and noble and indigo.ca thanks so much for listening now back to the episode what i feel like as someone who's dated and gone on many first dates Mm -hmm. and done a lot of dating it seems to be relatively successful in your dating goals. Hmm. I'd say from the outside looking in. Yeah, like I said. What I'm is sure. your advice to the, our single listeners? <laughs> um, <Fudge> me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't try to find yourself in someone else. Hmm. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. I think, mm. I think a lot of people try to fill this like, gap in their life with another human being, and then, you know, that is only a recipe for disaster, hmm. um, you have to be okay with yourself first. And I think uh, you have to get, like, okay with your own company. Mm. Like, I think there are a lot of people that constantly have to be with someone else, and mm-hmm. um, Take yourself out on dates. Like it's not like I have gone to the movies by myself mm-hmm. and like I go to bars by myself. As I've said, <laughs> coffee shops. Like it. Like learn to like your own company, mm-hmm. and then other people will start liking it too. That's good advice. did mm-hmm. oh, you learn by myself last week. Oh yeah, what movie it's class Oh, how was it? Oh my god, it was, scary. Was, that was, that was it scary was by yourself? So scary. scary. <laughs> Wait, what? Me, okay okay, okay, okay let so me I was supposed to go I was supposed to go with a group of friends and I ended up taking my dad to see the spoons concert okay big story there <laughs> not gonna go into it um so they all went without me so I was like I fucking want to see us and they all were like we were expecting it to be really scary yeah it wasn't even that scary oh okay, okay. so I was like hmm I can totally go see this myself okay no it's literally fucking terrifying I was in the theater of myself like with my like, coat over my eyes being like <laughs> they' oh, there like jump scares and stuff? Not super hard jump scares, but enough. Oh god. Yeah. Don't go to that by yourself. Okay, so <laughs> take yourself out on days and movies, but like maybe don't go see us and like horror. I kinda wanna get into going to bars by myself. I feel like that's a good yeah. A thing to do. Um Yeah, I would I'd like bring a notebook and like do work or something. Huh. If there there are people I, I always know, thought like was, the people at bars doing work were kind of like the cool ones. So I'm like, wow, you're having a drink and doing like business. So I always like bring a notebook and like um, do something. But also like when you're by yourself, it's a lot easier to have a conversation with the bartender. Totally. Right. I don't know if I want to do bartenders. I'm no. like, I don't know because if bartenders are chatting me up, and they're chatting up other people, see, I'm very monogamous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very jealous. That is a that is a risk. But maybe it's my new. Summer Michaela. Chatting <laughs> on farting Alright, good advice. Love your own company. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. I love I think <laughs> to the point where I love being alone so much that perhaps maybe I never have to be with yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. But that's okay. You just need a you just need a little dime. <laughs> we gotta <be> a Triss. <laughs> yeah, true, I'm never alone anymore. here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, on that note. Thanks for listening. I'm going to figure out an outro. Hmm. I hope this ends up working out well. I <laughs> <laughs> just do like a real shit show. Like, welcome to this wild ride. <laughs> Michaela letting her dog poop. <laughs> her dog being a psycho. Drinking water and doing other things. But this is good. Thank you for talking about being single with me. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you heard the little Beatrice taps in the background that you're hearing right now, I'm sorry if it was distracting. I'm gonna work on making that a little less distracting for future episodes. (laughs) But I appreciate you sticking with us as I figure out how to create a podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode dropping in two weeks. I'm gonna try to do this every two weeks on a Wednesday, so you can set your calendar reminder for that. And I will be talking to another special guest about their dating experiences. You'll have to stay tuned to hear who that is. And Beatrice will take us out with her foot taps. (laughs) Goodbye.